0: save to serve, or do you think we have to serve to be saved? And my answer is simple, yes.
1: It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's
0: episode. Men in the Arena Army. We, we salute, salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena Podcast. I am Jim Ramos, and I'm here with our producer, Dale Culver today. And today we want to talk to you about the 13th quality of the full capacity man, the servant. In other words, put on the servant's towel. So do you have a man word for say to start us off, Dale? Yeah, and it has nothing to do with this
1: podcast. So you'll be super excited. And that word is durable. And Durable, yeah, okay. durable. Yeah, I'm just thinking about a man, and the man needs to be durable, able to exist for a long time, so withstanding pressure and challenges, and yeah. and um, you know, I'm there's been many things in my life that I'm like, man, I'm, I'm done. I'm game over. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. And I have people like you in my life saying, Hey, you, I think you're there for a reason. Mm. And you're just like, but I would rather not be here.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah.
1: Not like death, but like this assignment that I have, I would rather not have to deal with it. But when you have guys in your life
0: pushing you forward to like, Hey, hang in there. You can do this. Well, it's about commitment. I talked to a guy a while back, a young guy. He said, I decided to give it a solid three month commitment and I just <laughs> laughed. I was like, Do you realize what you just said? You're Sol- an idiot. Anyway, three. so it's just, it's so funny. So, you know, I think that's really true. We're made to be durable. And if you make a commitment, stick to your commitment. No matter how bad it gets, stick right. to it. And yeah. when it's over, you can walk away. Right. I want to talk to you about um, the servant. This is the 13th quality of our full capacity man. Again, we're going through these 20 qualities that will come out in a book I wrote called The Full Capacity Man. This book should be released sometime around Father's Day. And this, I want to talk to you about a book I read recently. I love reading adventure books. And this book is called The River of Doubt. It's written by Candace Millard, and it's a masterful account of Theodore Roosevelt and his expedition down the unknown Amazon tributary known as the Roosevelt River or the Rio Roosevelt, which which was originally called the River of Doubt. He went there with his son, Kermit, who was, um, honestly, it was one of the greatest, most epic adventures uh, next to Price Shackleton's uh, adventure in Antarctica an that I've ever read, and uh, man, it was it actually ultimately led to Roosevelt's uh, death at a, at a fairly young age. The unspoken hero of the book is Roosevelt's second son Kermit, who joined the expedition to ensure the safe passage of his father, who started the journey as a 55 year old man. Mm. He only had one strong leg due to a trolley accident 12 years earlier in 1902. That accident, combined with a bullet lodged in Roosevelt's chest from a 1912 assassination attempt, left him with compromised health. Knowing about his health before leaving New York, Roosevelt packed his usual lethal dose of morphine, quote, because one never knows what is going to happen. I've always meant that. If at any time death became inedible, I would have it over with at once without going through a long, drawn-out agony from which death was only relief. In other words, he never wanted to be a burden, so he carried this lethal dose of morphine wherever he went. So his prevailing thought was, quote, no man has any business to go on such a trip unless he will refuse to jeopardize the welfare of his associates by any delay caused by a weakness or ailment of his own. It is his duty to go forward, if necessary, on all fours until he drops. He said, only those are fit to live who do not fear to die. And he lived by that code. And so weeks before their rescue, uh, on this trip, Roosevelt cut his leg badly while saving two canoes from smashing into each other, causing the bacterial infection in one of his legs. He soon became so ill with malaria that the bacterial infection, he could no longer sit up. I mean, this guy was in a bad mm. place. Surrendering to his fate, he shared with the expedition leader, quote, boys, I realize that some of us are not going to finish this journey, and I want you and Kermit to go on. You can get out. I will stop here and die by lethal dose of morphine. So his son refused to let that happen, and for the first time in his life, refused his father's request, and said, quote, whatever it took, whatever the cost— he would not leave without his father, and that's what happened. He literally carried the man out of the jungle. I'm saying literally. He didn't literally do that, but he carried his dad out, drug him out, whatever it could. He got him out of there. It reminded me of Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God demonstrates his love for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us, and I stop when when I think of the words, but God, you know, but God, but Kermit, you know, it's this situation where we are helpless, but somebody intervenes on our behalf. In John 13, verses 12 through 15, I believe this is one of the greatest examples of, of uh, uh, in the Bible of the full capacity man. It says this about Jesus. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am so. If then the Lord and the teacher washed your feet... You also ought to wash one another's feet, for I have given this example that you should do as I do. And I, I'm just struck at the, that Jesus, whatever the cost, whatever the price, Jesus was not going to leave this earth without serving humanity. Which is where we get one of my favorite passages in the Bible, Philippians chapter two, verses five through seven, that we should have this attitude in yourselves, which is also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself taking on the form of a bondservant. And that's what we're talking here, guys. The distinguishing mark of the follower of Jesus Christ is that he is a servant. He puts on the servant's towel. You know, Dale, we've got a lot of pushback from guys on our podcast and our posts about being devout, telling guys to get their butts in church, that church is important. We get a lot of pushback there. Well, the problem with these guys who aren't attending a local church is most of them aren't serving for the glory of God. They're not contributing members of the kingdom of God. And the church gives us a great venue to do that. And this is what we're talking about. We're talking about guys who just say yes to God. You know, uh, our Instagram account has grown, we're growing about 1,000 followers a week. Our podcast jumped up 600% last week as far as downloads go. You know, the ministry is really growing. We just got back from New York where we got to speak to 400 men at a men's conference. And people ask me, man, how did you do it? Simple. I just said yes. I just said yes. Guys, just say yes. Just say yes. Stop. Whining, stop complaining about how you've been hurt, or how you don't like this or that, or how you can't find a church, and just plug in and start to serve. Just say yes. This this topic today, this chapter of this book comes from First Timothy 3, three one that says this. It is a trustworthy statement that if any man aspires to the office of overseer, it is a fine work he desires to do. Now I want to tell you guys this: of the twenty qualities. This is technically speaking not one of the twenty, so it's technically speaking not listed as one of the twenty qualities. So I, that being said, I want to say this: it is, however, a prerequisite of them all. Just as Chapter One, the the podcast we did called the Blameless Man, is the overarching theme of the all the twenty. The servant is the prerequisite for the full-capacity man. If a man is not willing to engage, serve, and humbly be put on display, then guess what? He won't be. And in that sense, this chapter is critical. A guy named Ray Pritchard wrote a book called Man of Honor. In that book, he said this, We could easily overlook this verse in our haste to get to the list of 20 qualifications of a spiritual leader. That would be a great mistake because it reveals an overlooked ingredient of leadership. Godly leaders must want the job. It's calling men to serve. So in that passage, it says that he aspires and desires. So I want to talk about this, guys, to aspire and desire. It's basically to have an internal dream and an external drive. So at some point, guys, you have to turn your dreams into drives, your aspirations into actions, and your words into works let me explain this cup several years ago I was uh getting ready to run my youth group. This is in the 90s, man. This is a long time ago. And this gal came in. She was one of my youth group students, a wonderful Christian gal. She was a great track athlete, and she was a freshman. She ran the 200-meter dash. Well, she came in after this track meet, and she had her track uniform on. She was bloody. Her face was bloody. Her face looked like somebody had taken sandpaper and scraped it up and down. Her elbows were bleeding. Her knees were bleeding. Her hands were bleeding. And I said, Brittany, what happened to you? Well, she was running this 200-meter dash. She was in second place. She was getting ready to pass the leader, and she stretched. And as she stretched across the line, she lost her grip, her footing, and she fell headlong onto the track, which this track was made out of gravel. And she skid across the track and just really did some damage to poor little freshman. She was just messed up. Anyway, her brutal story, though, is a brilliant word picture for us. The word aspires? Is from the Greek word "arego," which is a word that only appears here and two other places in the New Testament, and it literally means to reach out after. So, for a person to uh, to aspire, it is to reach out after something. It is. Um, an external act it's to do stuff so if you want to be a leader you need to be a servant if you want to be a full capacity man you need to be a servant there needs to be an external fruit from your life i had a guy reached out to me on social media recently said you're don't be judgy i said hold on a second we're called to be judgy. Stop taking Matthew 7, 1 out of context, because in Matthew seven sixteen, Jesus says, you will know them by their fruit. So I will judge. I will judge men by their fruit. And men who are not bearing fruit, men who are not serving, are men who need to be called out. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it has to be. It's the way Jesus called us to do it. So I hate these guys that don't know the Bible, who do this weak sauce, soft, don't judge me. It's not true. I tell you, judge me. I ask, I beg people to. Call me out. If I'm not bearing fruit, call me out. That's what we do as men. Stop whining about one verse and taking it out of context. It's not what Jesus meant. Mm-hmm. The second word I want to talk about is this. It's in 1 Timothy three one where it says that he desires, and it's the Greek word epithumeo, and it means a passionate compulsion. In other words, in contrast to arego, which is this to reach out after, This word, epithumeo, is an internal feeling or passion or desire. In other words, the man who is at full capacity has a deep desire to imitate Jesus in serving others, and then externally, he lives that out by serving others. So the full capacity man is a servant. I mean, Dale, you really model that. You're a tremendous, tremendous servant. And so you model this. This is, of the 20, this is probably one of your strengths. And I think it's one of my strengths. I think you and I both have a natural desire to serve people. And so people ask me, well, Jim, do you think that we're saved to serve, or do you think we have to serve to be saved? And my answer is simple, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, the answer is yes. You will know them by their fruit. If you are saved, you will serve, and if you serve... That you do serve because you are saved. The two go hand in hand. It's not uh, the chicken or the egg or the, you know, cart before the horse. A Jesus follower is a servant. Yep. And if you are not serving others in the name of Jesus, I would really question your spiritual health. Right. I can't question your salvation. That's not mine to question, but I will definitely question your spiritual health and I will definitely question where is your fruit and why are you not why are you not Showing it to the world. And so, guys, that is so important. Are you bearing fruit in your life, the fruit of service? Are you willing to put on the servant's towel and reach out to others in the name of Jesus to show the world that, yes, you are a follower of Jesus living at full capacity? Dale, take us home man what's next
1: men ooh, make sure you head over to men and grab your free copy of tell them what great fathers tell their sons and daughters and sign up to join one of our many virtual teams by clicking join our program button until next time fill the wet sand on the arena floor hear the deafening roar of the crowd taste the sweetness of victory smell the stench of battle get in the game get dirty grind it out and be a man Everyone wins.